Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus. Uh, on tonight's show, we're going to look back to the Cardiff game. Blimey, it was cold. We look ahead to the Man City game on Sunday. The Guru debate will cover lots and lots about Arsenal. And more recently, our new signing, Dennis Suarez. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons. What, what can we say about Emery? He's done everything right, hasn't he? An Arsenal podcast. On the day, I thought he was one of the best three players on the pitch. By Arsenal fans. <laughs> Look at him, he's ready to rumble at any moment. For Arsenal fans. We need a top-class centre-half. We don't need someone's cast-off. This is your Arsenal podcast. He's never going to be a superstar, but he gives 100%. Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Strangely Go enough, on. I'm not going to tell my wife when this podcast goes live for some reason. I joking. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Good evening. Welcome to episode 62 of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Um, we're in a freezing, freezing, freezing London. Um, well, not all of us. Uh, some of us are in, uh, well, two of us are in Essex and two of us are in Lincolnshire. So none of us are in London. No. But we were last night. <laughs> three, three of us were. Three of us were in London last night. How fucking cold was it? Oh, it was so cold last night. Oh, boys. How cold was it in New York, Trev? It was, do you know, it wasn't as cold as I thought it would be, boys. It, it was It was chilly and, and, and it was like there was a bit of icy stuff around, but I think we were that busy doing other stuff, didn't really notice it, to be honest. Yeah, you That's did just... tell a good story about you whisking your wife out of the hotel very, very quickly, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Well, so you uh, see... before you go on about that story, um, <laughs> let's introduce who we've got. Obviously, myself, Fergus, um, and I'd like to correct uh, Max, who was on Arsbros, saying that the main man on Guns and Yellow Ribbons is Manny. Just moving on. Uh, we obviously have got <laughs> we, we, we've got we've got Johnny from the North Bank. Uh, we got Old Man Trev. How we doing? I'm and fine. we we got Mike, Scotty Mike. Oh, you are butthurt about that, are you? No, no, no. I just, <laughs> I just, it, 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 I, I, I was sitting this morning, listen, I didn't have my headphones, so I was just listening to a little bit of it. I haven't listened to it all. Um, they're too fucking long as well. Um, but um, he starts up and goes, ah, good eye, and introduces, Max, I'm taking the piss out of your accent, uh, introduces uh, Manny, said, the main man from Guns of the Yellow Ribbons, and I come along one, uh, first incorrect fact. <laughs> And then he came along and said about there was there, there was about a spina. We can sell a spina. No, you can't. A spina's out of contract at the end of the season. But let's stop. Let we're talking about guns and yellow ribbons. Um. So how was New York? Did you get to see the Arsenal game as much as it, it would have pained you? In or or Hanlon's or the blind pig? Well, do you know what, boys? I watched a half in O'Han. Well, thirty-five minutes in O'Hanlon's. And the second half, we walked up to the Blind Pig because I wanted to experience both venues. What um, a bloody good idea. Yeah, we landed at New York, JFK Airport. The missus got grumpy with me because we flew out the airport straight to the hotel. In the hotel, about honestly, about 30 seconds, straight out in a taxi, 14th Street. So we missed the first 10 minutes, uh, went into O'Hanlon's. It was good, it was busy. But at half time, I said, come on to the missus we'll walk up it's only a, a minute's walk up to the blind pig 
went in there and uh, it was absolutely rammed but uh, we were made extremely welcome um had a great chat with a few lads uh carlos and his friends at the bar um yeah were very welcoming and uh, it was a great afternoon and Tom Sobel from Golf Course Cooner said that O'Hanlon's was his was his preference. Um, what was yours of the two? Or did, was there not um, much in it? Well, there wasn't much in it at all. They both had a great atmosphere. Obviously, with us being in the blind pig at the end of the game, we got to talk to people more after the game. Um, so yeah, we but we enjoyed it in both. It, they were both reasonably priced and uh, absolutely chock a block full. Yeah, all singing the songs in their American accents, which was interesting. Made the wife giggle a bit, but uh, we joined in and we had a great afternoon. <laughs> apart from the results, yeah. well, apparently, apparently um, uh, Andrew Mangan was in O'Hanlon's at the same time as you. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. So, but I don't know but, him, so. but the main pub is the Blind Pig. Blind Pig. Yeah. So, Guns and Yellow Ribbons obviously were in the Blind Pig. We represented. Yeah, yeah. Did <laughs> we you, did, did you uh, drop our name a few times, Trev? Uh, I did mention it a few times, yeah, but it was very loud in there. And with me being old and slightly deaf. Um, hey. Yeah, exactly. I didn't fall into that trap, did I, Fergus? Unlucky, my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it, I did, but we, I did, and, and what I'm going to do is I'm, I, um, I'm going to share this, um, this podcast when it comes up tonight onto their message page and uh, tell them what they've got to mention. And thanks again, boys. It was a great afternoon. So we'll hashtag uh, our handlands and hashtag the the the, the blind pig. And also use our hashtag, which is Guns and Ribbons on Twitter. Okay. And if you want to stick it on Facebook and stuff like that as well, that that would be good as well. Right. I will indemnify myself at the very start of this podcast. Um, I'm good at pronunciation. Not. Um, <laughs> as I have been called out on even other podcasts. Not that I've listened to much of it. Um I'm running on about four hours sleep, five hours sleep a, a, a day at the minute. I've got lots of shit going on. Uh, and I really enjoy going to the football. I really enjoy doing the podcast. And I really enjoy talking to my mates, as I would talk uh, say, uh, to keep me going. And that's what why we're doing a podcast tonight. Um, so if I fuck up, be gentle on me. Nope. <laughs> no oh, promises. You- no, oh, you fuckers, you yep. fuckers, you fuckers. I'll think about it for you. Yeah, right, okay. So so last night we were at the football in freezing cold weather. It was Arsenal versus Cardiff, quarter to eight on Tuesday evening in the Emirates Stadium. I took my grandson, um, Joseph, to his first real game. He had been to the Legends game with, was it Real Madrid or something like that? Legends versus uh, where Perez played. And he had been when he's about three or four to about 20 minutes of the Emirates Cup when it got too noisy for him. But he, for his 10th birthday, I uh, made him a, a junior gunner a junior gunner, and put him on the season ticket waiting list. And he came out and he came out with granddad for the night out. I said, right, son, picking you up after after school. Picked him up, got stuck in a bit of traffic and stuff. Met John Malone at the Coronet. I don't like the pub, but it's a good place to bring the kids because you can have a mixed crowd of kids and adults because it's a Weatherspoons. And it's, but uh, John was great. He he gave uh, Joseph uh, a really old scarf. I didn't have a proper look at it, but it was a it's an official scarf, but it's a black scarf with silver Arsenal old Arsenal sort of um, writing on it. 
Um, and some of the boys are chatting to him and, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to swear. And he's going, oh, I'm used to it and this, that and the other. And then I met with Trev and Johnny and we met inside uh, the North Bank in Block 5. And Trev and Johnny were brilliant. They introduced themselves to, to Joseph and said, um, you know, welcome to the Arsenal. And uh, Trevor came along. I could, I'll remember the, the words that the two of you looking at him, down at him and come along and said, uh, this is your first proper game at the Arsenal, son. So you're going to remember it. And the two guys bought some gifts for Joseph and gave him a present, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Also had, when I was chatting with some of the guys down in Block 5, uh, one guy came along and said, oh, what, uh, your first game, what do you like? Maltesers. He was spoiled. Absolutely spoiled. So, listen, Gooners, you're fucking do us proud. Absolute do us proud. Um, match facts and head-to-head. Arsenal are on, were, at the, at the beginning of this game, unbeaten in 14 competitive meetings, winning all their three Premier League fixtures against Cardiff. Uh, the Bluebirds have lost uh, the last six games against Arsenal in all competitions. Uh, only two top-flight victories, and the first came in the 1960-61 uh, season. The Gunners have won five successive Premier League home games and are unbeaten the last 11 at uh, the Arsenal, uh, winning nine and drawing two. But could Arsenal keep more than one consecutive, or two, well, that's more than one, isn't it? Consecutive uh, clean sheets. Let's see. Lineups. We had Rambo on the bench and Ogil started. What do people think of the lineups? Um, Mike, go first. Uh, I was just glad to see Xhaka not involved. <laughs> Other than that, I think the back four was always sort of going to be. Uh, yeah, it was it was a tough one to call that anyway, but uh, but you know, with Monreal in the middle with Mustafi, uh, I think it worked all right for the majority of the game with him. Uh, other uh, other than that, it was nice to see Gwendozi back in and Özil uh, finally getting a start. Johnny, what did you make of that then? Özil starting with well, the Özil thing. I was kind of glad he did start. To be honest with you. Um, well, I was more concerned with the Licksteiner starting over Jenkinson, but we covered that in the last podcast. I thought Ozil had quite a good game overall, really. And I'm seeing people slag him off, but, mm. you know... Uh, people are just there one way or the other now. He's he's just become a Marmite player, I think. People just have, either they just dismiss him out of hand and don't give the analysis, and then an analysis of him a chance and actually see what he's trying to do. But I I, me and Trevor had a chat when we was walking up to the, the ground, and we was talking about um, uh, Ozil connecting with the other players and having that you know, instinctive ability to find other players like you know, Wright and Burkamp and so on. You had that telepathic link. I think we've started to see some of that with Lacazette and Aubameyang, um, but I don't really see it with Ozil with anybody else. Well, in fairness, I think it was his first start uh, this year. Well, I've got some stats early on, later on on that. But what did you make of the overall lineup anyway? Did you think it was balanced? I didn't know. I thought El Nenny uh, in there was and uh, wasn't really the right player to put in there. But I think it was it was to protect the back four that was diminished, and I think that we're 
playing Torreira out of position. We're doing a Kante, you know, we're doing a Sarri Kante thing. Mike touched on that last week. Yeah. Trev, what did you make of like having um, uh, Guendouzi, Shaka, and Torreira named alongside each other? Because every time, again, I refer back to you again, Mike, uh, we've said we put those three, it's super defensive and you know, we normally struggle at and it's against weaker teams. I, I don't understand it. What well, do you reckon? We didn't, Fergus, because Xhaka didn't play, mate. We had we had Gwendozi, Torreira and El Nene this time, didn't we? Sorry? You've been gentle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't too fed up with a line-up, actually. I was surprised to see Ozil start. I was surprised. Um, I liked... I like Monreal, you know. I've got some time for Monreal, so I wasn't mm. upset to see Monreal playing centre back because he never lets us down. He's solid, um, isn't he? He's solid. He is. He is solid. Yeah. I'm. I'm with Johnny on Licksteiner, and well, I'm with all of you on Licksteiner. I believe in that. He, he, he's. I think he was probably a cracking player a few years ago, but uh, he's getting on a bit, and he just struggles. Um, he's a fucking on ninety grand a week. Yeah, on ninety grand a week. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it it's a bit of a shocker that. Um Ozil played okay like like we just said, but but you know, did he play three hundred and fifty grand a week okay? And it and it was the old pattern surfacing, wasn't it? He's played oh. okay, but he's played okay against a Cardiff side that if we're honest, didn't offer a lot, did they? In fairness, yeah. we we we'll cover that. I Aaron Ramsey though, he was on the bench and Aaron Ramsey began his career at um Cardiff City scoring only one goal in the championship, uh, in 16 championship appearances um, in 2007, 2008, before joining Arsenal. He did go back to Cardiff um, in 10-11. He, he got one goal in six games for Cardiff. But he was a Cardiff player, a bluebird, as they called him. Um, I think the tribute, what did you make of the tribute? Um, I know, I don't think us guys, Johnny, did you get in to see that? I didn't get to see the tribute, but... It was it was um, widely commended on social media. Mm. I think it had to be quite sensitive because the family didn't want to acknowledge him being dead, so they didn't want anybody wearing uh, armbands and stuff. So I think it was very tastefully positioned. I think it was done really, really well with like we expect from Arsenal with a bit of class. I I yeah. came across the um, the bridge before the game before I met you guys after we parked up the car and um, they were singing a song about um, Salah, you, uh, uh, a bluebird forever or a bluebird, you know, he, he's, they, they, they actually were very respectful and mm. very classy as well. In fairness. I did chat to a couple of Cardiff fans after the game. Um, Cause unusually for me, I actually came down on the train and uh, I was walking up to the station with a few of them and, uh, uh, they they were under no illusions about the result, but they were very genuinely cut up. That you know they had all all of their anticipation for this new player, who's a very good goal scorer. He had a, a lot of stuff to look forward to, and then all of a sudden it was just snatched out of their hands. And just, I said to one of them, it's, "You're probably thinking, oh, for God's sake, it's just our luck. We we need a striker, need a striker, get one, and then." Something completely unforeseen happens. I, I I suppose I never never really thought of it that way. I just 
It Not is one try... of the things. It's, it's quite gut wrenching for anyone in it. I think to mm. be fair, even for say... someone who isn't a Cardiff fan. Sorry, Fergus, I'm going to interrupt in you. Uh, anyone who isn't a Cardiff fan, I think it's gutting anyway. No one wants to see something like that happen, in especially in this sort of day and age. And it was such a short trip as well, uh, and especially in in what we call it is a small is a small sea into the channel. So it is. It, mm. I suppose it mm. is. When you look at it like that, it is it is it is gut wrenching. I feel you know. I mean, I feel for him, um, and I think what like I Danny said with Arsenal as well, with a touch of class, especially in the uh, the match booklet that they did, they put a daisy next to his name. I, I thought yeah, that, was, that was really yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. They um, it, sorry, uh, Mike, that that pilot was from your neck of the woods, wasn't it? It's, it's only yeah, a small I've town, been, Scunthorpe, isn't it? It wasn't from Scunthorpe. No, he's from uh, oh. Kroll, which is it's a small town about. 10, 11 mile away from here, so it is, it's not far, don't get me wrong, it's only a stone's throw away, but I haven't really heard too much into it, to be honest with you, I haven't read the local paper or anything like that for a while, so uh, I'm sure there'll be something in, I think it comes out every Thursday, so I'm sure there'll be something tomorrow. There was talk before on some social media platforms about uh, the whole stadium doing an applause at 28 minutes because Mm. he was 28 years of age, and you know what, I, I echo everything you guys have said, and I think it's awful. He's 28, for fuck's sake. You know, he's, he's a young lad, and you've also got the pilot. He's only, what, 50? He, he, he's younger than you, Trev. So, like, you know, for I knew fuck's you were sake. going there. I knew you were going there. <laughs> I just I just sat here thinking, wait for it, Trev. Wait for it, Trev. Here it comes. No, but, but in all seriousness, You know your pronunciation though, um, helps. I just thought... You can shove it. <laughs> um, the yeah, I just thought, like you know, he's never played for Cardiff. We really, all of us as football fans in the Premier League, don't really know him. From what we've seen, you know, the guy seems a nice fella, but I would have found it not a struggle. I would, you know, if everyone else done it, I probably would have. But I just thought it would have been a bit insincere. Yeah, I know what you mean. I I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but I think it's it's paying tribute to the man who had talked so positively about he wanted to come to the club and saw it as a positive move for himself, and he it generally is liked across the, the people have played with him and worked with him. So I think it's just respecting the man, not necessarily because he played for them but just the fact that he was associated with them. Which I'm glad we we did, Cardiff did, and collectively the Premier League and the football community has done. So, yeah, You see, I looked at it last night as, as it looked to me like we, it was a sign of a showing concern about the man, respecting that the family didn't want us to be showing respect to him yet because they didn't want to, they were hoping we wouldn't have to pay our respects you know so i looked at it as, as we were showing a sign of concern i thought we handled it really well but i've just seen on the news boys a little while ago the goalposts yeah, the, yeah smooth the goalposts have moved a bit tonight and they yeah there's some yeah. there's been some um some debris found cushions and stuff like that from the plane oh. so yeah and didn't they didn't they find cushions before yeah, but it's a six-seater, so I don't know how many cushions they found. Sorry. <laughs> oh, boys. Oh, come on. <laughs> move on, move on, move on. Wow. So there was a surprise in the Arsenal lineup. <laughs> there was a surprise in the Arsenal lineup. Mesut Ozil uh, made his first Premier League appearance in 2019. What's more shocking, El Nenny getting a start in the league or Ozil getting a start? 
Uh, fuck Herzl me. The, the fact start. that we... The fact that we're saying it's the first time this year for Ozil, you would have thought he'd be... Mind you, it, uh, I suppose the way it's written, the first time in 2019, we are only, what, three, four weeks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... But it still sounds dramatic, doesn't it? I, I think it's more significant that El Nenny started, personally, because it's it, it's show, showing the first time pretty much... I think you can count on your hand how many times Zaka has sat on the bench in the last few years? Well, it's the first time It's the first time that he's been available under two managers that he hasn't started. Mm. Because he has started every game, Xhaka, um, that he was available to start for under Wenger and under Emery. Because he's one of the five. He was the only one of the five on the pitch. Which is so a fucking cap- joke, if you ask me, this five captains thing. It should have been Monreal if anybody it. was going to get the, the armband. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree as well, yeah. If anyone was to get it on the pitch, that you know, I mean, yesterday, it should have been Monreal. Ozil should be yeah. nowhere near that captaincy armband. He shouldn't even be on the list of people that should be getting it. I'm sorry, he shouldn't. No, I agree with you completely. He doesn't. He, he do, he's not the kind of player that is going to grab a team by the scruff of the neck and drag them forward like the best players that have ever played the game to be considered in that pantheon of greatness. You need to be able to pick up a player, uh, a team, and drag them by the scruff of the neck and make them win. Exactly. Because Ronaldo did it with Portugal. Messi does it with Argentina because they'd be completely piss poor without him. And then you look at other players that have done the same. Stevie Gerrard, for example, that Liverpool would have been nothing without him, and so on. And the list goes on and on and on. And he's not one of them. Exactly. He's nowhere near one of them. No, That's a potential he, to he, be. He hasn't got the potential at all, has he? He's got no potential to be. You know what I mean? The guy. What is he now? Thirty years old. Thirty. Mm, Twenty-nine. Nine on. Yeah. It's way. It's it's way past him now. Something like that to take a team by the scruff of the neck, like he was just saying. It, 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 he's never been that type of person to do it. He'd rather be sat at home playing fucking Fortnite than he would be, buddy. You know what I mean? Trying to rear his team to go and, you know what I mean, get him going and stuff. It, he's not the type so, of person. He's too quiet. Mike, did you get to see the game? Because uh, it wasn't on live TV. Did you get it straight? Oh, yeah, I was going to mention that, actually. Thanks for reminding me about that. Um, how is it that fucking all these matches that were on yesterday and one was shown on TV? That's, That's a fucking joke. We 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 we've done this time after time after time. I know, but anyway, yeah. uh, yes, I caught uh, I caught the highlights, but I got a, a, a long extension of the highlights, so it, okay. it wasn't just like a match of the uh, day highlight. So the the only reason I asked you that was because I was going to ask Mike and Trev. Um, first half was fucking dire. Okay, um, I don't think anybody has shot and target at all. At half time, it was nil nil. We we're pissed off and cold. Uh, we brought it uh, Joseph in and cheered him up and everything else, but. Ozil did show, um, and I think you touched on it earlier, Trev, as well. Um, Ozil did show that he was up for the fight a bit. He was he was tracking back. Um, he was uh, getting involved defensively. He had a he... right go at the lino as well. He got right in the lino's face um, at one point. I remember turning to uh, Trev and saying, he was really having a go at the lino. I was just thinking, that's not something you normally see from him. And he, he, well, you rarely see him 
as a, a left back and stuff like that. <laughs> Which, <laughs> uh, but also, he, he just looked like up for it. And he was making some great moves and passes and stuff like that. Um, and I asked somebody, because somebody was slagging him off on one of the, 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 the threads I was on. And even the guy beside me um, was coming along and going, oh, Ozil, fuck's sake. And I turned around and said, I asked the question, is he too good for the squad we got? Um, take away his frailties in the sense of can he turn up for a big game? Can he track back and defend? Well, clearly he, def he tracked back and defended in the Cardiff game and he has done in a few other lower ones. But some of his skills and some of his flicks and his passes and stuff were absolutely fantastic. Mm. Look, He's I, still I, got the awareness though, hasn't he? I've said it before, boys, and I'll say it again, right? Urzil uh, uh, had a good game last night. I thought he played quite well, actually. But but as I say, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Come back to, and tell me he's a half-decent player now. Or he has been in the past. When he's done that 10 or 12 games in a row and he's had a blinder against Chelsea and against Manchester United. Yeah? I, I don't know what it is with the man. He, 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 he doesn't perform... A, a, on a consistent enough basis for me to warrant being in our side at the moment, right? It, it, it And it frustrates me greatly when you see him put a bit of an effort in, like you boys just said last night, chasing back, putting a foot in. Because I've lost count this type the times this season when I thought, oh, Ozil, put your foot in, son. Put your foot in and make a tackle, you know? Um, so, yeah, come back and see me in 10 or 12 games when he's had a big run of decent games. And I'll tell you what, no one will be coming back to me because I don't think it'll happen, but I don't know why. I think in the immortal words of Manny, preach. <laughs> <laughs> I can't disagree with but, that. Uh, what I was going to say was, is um, when well, I've just been thinking about your question, Fergus, uh, is he too good for the squad that's around him? I don't think he is. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's good enough to be in this league. I think the league itself is too physical for him. That that People was a, another closure down that, too much. Square peg round hole in terms of the yeah. league. Yeah, exactly. I just don't think I, he's I think right for it, the league. I, I think he's a quality player. I think he is world class. I think he is a fantastic player. But I think the Premier League is another different level to a certain degree. And I think that's what you're trying to say, Mike, in the sense that um, he is great. It's too, it's too physical for him. Um, people yes. get in your face more in the Premier League than what they do in the Italian and the Spanish leagues. You don't have that same freedom as what you do in them leagues. I've, you know, I mean, since I've been watching him and stuff, uh, people tend to get on your back a bit more. People are breathing down your neck. I don't think mm. he likes that. Mm. But you see, boys, I've just played devil's advocate there a little bit, right? In oh. that we've you've, we've just said that that the league's not right for him. It's too physical for him. But then two minutes before that. We said that last night he had a half decent game. He did put a foot in. He was he was shouting. He was chasing back, putting a tackle in. I've I've not seen him, but I've heard today that his stats for last night were pretty good. His um, stats should have been so great. He, so that's what I get frustrated at because he can do it. He can do it. Admittedly, it was only Cardiff, but Cardiff played that physical game. They got some big fellas. So yeah, please, if anyone's listening and works it well, out, why, oh know. yeah. Uh, so so I see so, where so you're Trev, coming from. Trev, Mike, Sorry, hang on, on a second. So, so Trev, agreed it was only Cardiff, but only Cardiff, only X, Y, Z, whatever team, the lower teams are normally harder to play against. 
why when he comes up against top opposition like Man United, that's top six teams. I'm not going to name top six or seven teams. Why is it then he shrinks away? Well, I think uh, possibly could it be a mental thing? Could it be something inside his head that that that, that phrases it just like you did, Fergus? He goes out on the field some days and thinks, "Well, it's Manchester United or it's Manchester City. I'm up against you know De Bruyne and blah 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 and Hazard for Chelsea. I'm up against these big players." And it maybe gets it in his head before the start of the game because it can happen that he's going to struggle. He goes out on the field against teams with the greatest respect like Cardiff, Huddersfield, and he's thinking, actually, I'm a lot better than these players. And his mindset's different. But having said that, Arsenal have got all these so-called psychiatrist people on that that should be taking that out of the players' heads, shouldn't you, they? You've, so- you've, you've made me think on a slightly different platform, actually, a level, platform level, whatever, Um on that because transporting that into the um, Germany situation where he had with the German and the, with the Turkish prime minister and so on. And, and people have talked about maybe he has got some mental health, health issues. I'm not saying the guy's like, you know, completely jumping off the end of a, a cliff sort of thing, but maybe he lacks some confidence or self belief or something like that. And, when he sees himself up against people of probably his equal, if he could man up to it, um, you know, he doesn't and he, he shrinks away. He gets, he bullies himself out of the situation. Thing is, could I'm going to well counter that quick. I'm going to say, I'm going to counter that quick and just say, okay. he has been in, what's he been in now? Three seasons now? Will this be his third? Where? At Arsenal? At Arsenal, yeah. I think it's his fourth. Uh, fourth, it? his fourth is it? Oh, yeah, if, if this is his yeah. fourth season, he's you know what I mean. Obviously, he's had three previous seasons in the Premier League. He should you know what I mean to counter what you were just saying. Uh, and I get where you're coming from, but I just want to you know what I mean trying to debate a bit here and just say he's had three seasons before, so he must know what's coming. You know what I mean? Mm. You can get your head round right. It's Manchester. I've got to step my game up a bit. But you know, what I mean, it's it's just. It, but but Susan Mike, throws, I think, but, more than but, anything. But else. Mike, I think, um, I, I'm not a professional sportsman or anything like that. But like in my game of what I do, um, and I think every job like this is it. It, it sometimes is a mind game, and if you can get the better of your opponent and make them think that you're not as good as them, they actually crumble a little bit. Oh yeah, like, all I was doing is just sort of countering the argument for no, no, you know no, I mean? for argu- you know what I mean for argument's sake. I'm just sort of countering it, saying, look, you know, what I mean, he has had three seasons in the league now. All right, you know, what I mean, give or take a few injuries here and there and back problems and whatsoever. Um, so you know, what I mean, he has played in these games. You know, what I mean, he, he plays against these obviously top six teams twice in a year. Or maybe even three times, depending on cup runs and whatever else. So he must, you know, what I mean, you must get, yeah, mm. you, you should be able to figure out by now how they sort of play, and you know, what I mean, X, Y, and Z. So in for, for in a guy, for, you know, what I mean, in, oh, sorry, go on, I've lost words. No, for a guy, for a guy who's only played once this season, we've talked a lot about him. We're only at half time. Uh, Arsenal went on finally to go ahead against Aubameyang. Uh, Abamyang scoring a um, penalty after uh, Klasniak was taken down by Manga. Uh, very clumsy. And actually, 
in the first half, and Warnock mentions it as well, uh, Kalasniak should have gone down in the first half because he was yeah. taken out completely. Uh, and people come along and say, don't dive. Well, actually, he had been fouled badly. He could easily have gone down Kalasniak in the first half. Same with Lacazette as well. We had the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we could. We should have had, had at least one penalty. And actually, Warnock said they should have had a penalty in the first half. I spoke to Bruno uh, at half time, so um, he says the second penalty when Kalasniak dived, he was disappointed. Uh, players should have their responsibility. He was very amateur. Um, it might have been a slightly softer uh, penalty, but it still was a fucking penalty. It was right in front of us, Johnny, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So it was a, it was a, play, say it was uh, a we, clear cut penalty, even when you see it was, on the yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. It, it, even without it being slowed down, you could see he nipped the ball ahead of him and he caught his leg. Well, I thought he dived. Ball. I thought he dived. What well, at first? Yeah, no, I didn't really. I, I thought it was a penalty. Can I just point out no. as well what a ball by Wobi to get it to Klasniak? Yeah. Oh no, that that was the, for the next goal. To, no, that was for the penalty. Wasn't it? The oh, 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 for the Abayan. Yeah. A, a, Wobie, a Wobie has been slated again, and you know what? The, the the lad tries fucking hard, but I think he's feeling the pressure on his shoulder. Something rotten. He is a beast. He is a lump. He. But I think we said week after week. Susie thinks, and he never thinks things. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's just. He plays better with Kolasinac. He plays yeah. better down that side with Kolasinac because Kolasinac has got legs on him as well and he, he does a lot of running up and down. And I think making them little darting moves allows Iwobi to put that ball in that won a penalty last night. Boys, I just want to go back to Ozil for 10 seconds. Ozil has actually been at Arsenal for six years. He came in the 2013-14 season. Oh, well, there you go then. So yeah, it, it just makes proves it your point, Mike. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, Mike. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Yeah. So well, I'm well, glad, you, I'm glad on, you cleared that up, Trev. On, on the subject of Ozil, he struggled to make an impact and was replaced at 76 minutes by Aaron Ramsey, um, who came uh, came on to face his former club. Lacazette uh, doubled Arsenal's lead with a low strike from the bottom corner um, at 88 minutes. Um, then in the 93rd minute, was it? Um, they yeah, tried really hard. Yeah. Yeah. They tried really hard to get Ramsey to score right at the end, wasn't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Can I just uh, say as well with Lacazette, the passion and the intensions on his face when he scored that goal as well, it just yeah. proves how much he wanted to score, didn't it, as well? Yeah. I, 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 I thought Lacazette's efforts, his effort levels were brilliant last night. Again, Lacazette. I, he's, I, he's loving it at the moment, isn't he? He's loving yeah, he life. just seems to be enjoying his football, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, but when we were singing uh, his song, like a like a set that 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 da 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 da, like a like a like a set that that. No, not that one. The real one. Not your shit one. No, when we was all singing, he was turning round to the north bank and waving. Yes, he was. Biggest grin on his face. And that was the song we were singing. Yeah, the ones that were singing the proper song, not your one. That wasn't my song. No, that's not the song we were singing. Go on, sing the song you were singing. I can't remember it now. Da, da, like da, 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 da. Lacazette. Alex Lacazette. Now it's Alex Lacazette, isn't it? Yeah. Alex Lacazette. Yeah. Not, yeah. not Laka Lacazette. Lacazette. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not okay. Shaka Laka Lacazette. It's Alex Lacazette. It was the same tune, boys, for fuck's sake. Give me a break. 
I'm giving you a hard time. It makes yeah, like, it makes you, bit... fucker, you fuckers are, aren't you? You are fucking giving me. So final score was two it was one. Character. <laughs> final score was two one. Fuck me. Look, we're thirty five minutes in. I want to leave. Mummy, I want to go home. <laughs> Who was your man of the match? Monreal. I think he marshaled the defence really, really well. I thought. I thought he did really, very well. Mike. I'm going to say Gwendozi, and uh, to all the people oh, that criticising him, oh. I know. Go on. And to all the people Sorry, that are criticising for having a go at Leno, I'm going to say fuck off. Leno deserved it. At the end of the day, Gwendozi turned around and told him to speak up. Obviously, Leno yeah. said something to Gwendozi, and he was to. telling Leno to speak up. If he wanted something, speak up, and that's what he was doing. So I agree. At the end of the day. Was that when Gwendozi was lying on the floor or when he was flaming his arms around? I thought we were trying when... to be positive this podcast. Uh, uh, yeah, we are. He made some really good passes in that game. He made some really good he chances. He put, you know, he, I mean, made, he, he made more cutting, cutting passes than Ozil did. Ozil exactly. was more flicks. Ozil and, did about and four, maybe play. five at most. I'm he sorry, he but... is my biggest conflicting player. I see his work rate. I see what he can do. I can see he can be great. Yet again, you come near him, he drops like a sack of shit. And then he moans at the fucking ref. He moans every... He's putting his arms out, his hair's flying around. Um, Fergus, okay. Fergus, calm Fergus. Down. Fergus, mm. ask me in my man of the matches, please. Can I have your man of the match, please, Trevor? Well, do you know what? I'm going for Gwen Doozy. Thank you. Right. I thought, I just thought, do you know what? I thought he put in a captain's effort last night, a future captain's effort. Oh, I agree like, with that. He's got to stand on his feet more often. We all mm. know that. But I thought Gwen Doozy put himself about and, and, and he should have been proud of himself last night, the young man. Just a, a couple of mentions as well. Monreal. I love Monreal. Always have done. Never lets you down. Lacquer's efforts were brilliant. And just at the end there, Torreira, who I thought had dropped off a bit the last few games, the young man, I thought he played all right last night. I thought he showed signs of coming back to where he was at the start of the season. He made some one, monstrous tackles. One tackle in particular, when he nicked the ball, I don't know who it was off. It was only Cardiff, so I don't know their players' names. They're irrelevant. But it's, <laughs> it was... Um, <laughs> One tackle he put in when he nicked the ball was superb. Absolutely superb. And it led to the uh, penalty. He Do you know it, what he did, Johnny? Yeah, it did. High up the pitch. Absolutely. And it, it ended up, yeah, and it led to us getting the penalty in the end. Yeah, absolutely. I'd forgotten that, Johnny. Thanks, mate. Spot on, yeah. My man of the match uh, will probably if be you say Mustafi, I'm coming to London and kicking your ass. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll, I'll show you how to I'm, get down. I'm mis- <laughs> on Mustafi, right at the beginning, I pointed out to, to Trev that the last first couple of minutes, there was a ball right in our box and there was coming in on goal. And Mustafi had the option to do what an experienced defender would do, which would be use his strength and marshal the ball out. But he chose to slide in the box unnecessarily. I knew you were uh, going to say that. <laughs> I you know, can't about stand the guy. getting down. Yeah, but he dives. There's a difference between diving and sliding yeah. into an yeah. unnecessary tackle when you could easily just run next to the player who's trying to get the ball and just use, just ease him off the ball. 
Yeah, but he made the tackle though, Johnny, didn't he? It was he made yeah. the tackle. He did it. It's like when goalkeepers do these stupid big dives that they could have, and over theatrical dives to make them seem more adept at what they're doing, as opposed to just getting down and saving the ball and pushing it around the post. You know what I mean? Getting down, getting down and being James Brown. Yeah, hey, that's going to go around, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've started something here, lads. Oh dear. Right, stats, possession, we had 71% versus their 29. Shots, 15 versus their 19. And Warnock actually, one of the quotes I saw in one of the press said, if they actually take took all, if they were Arsenal and took the opportunities they were given in the first half, they should have been 4-0 up at half time. Mm. Don't, don't know. They did have some chances, uh, but their finishing was poor. Uh, on target, we had four versus two. Corners, seven versus seven. Uh, fa- and their corners took for fucking ever. Um, fouls, 14 versus 12. Emery said, uh, we are happy. In the first half, we didn't deserve to go in winning. In the second half, we played better. Controlling the match better and creating more chances. We struggled a lot. Uh, in the match, but very important to get the three points. We know each match is difficult and we are happy. The differences are small. Um, see? Emery makes me sound intelligent. Well, I don't know about that. I won't go that far. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> prediction, prediction league, you fuckers. Um, I, predicted four, I predicted 4-1, so I got a point. Uh, Manny predicted 2-0, he got a point. The Mikes predicted uh, 2-0, they got a point. And Big Steve predicted uh, 3-1, um, uh, so he got a point. So it's um, basically all as. So 27, 28, 27, 25. We have got um, the trip to Manchester on Sunday. And I think, Trevor, are you going... Do you know what, mate? I'm not now. No, I was going, but uh, I'm not now. I've got uh, some stuff going off at home and uh, the missus looked at me and I thought, ah, oh, maybe I'll give this one a miss. So I'm not, no. But after seeing Man City's result last night, I'm thinking, oh, I wish I was going now. <laughs> well, but but listen, uh, we'll keep this very brief because we really overran on the um, on on the Cardiff game, which is unusual considering the the the, the stature they are within the league. Um, the Man City game, honestly, what do you think? With our defensive issues, with our injury issues, even if they have got uh, got beaten up at uh, <laughs> up up at Newcastle last night. What do you think? Do you think we how, how many? Do you think we can keep a clean sheet? First of all, no, not a chance. Do you think we can win? Possibly, but I think we'll probably get mauled like a, a puma. This is a proper heart versus head. When you when you think about games like this, you know, and I've got to let me head rule my heart and say, I think we're going to get beaten again. I, I worry, I worry about the the comeback from City losing last night. I worry about our lack of defenders, and I just think, oh, I hope I'm wrong. But I, I I less worry about the comeback from them because I think we can sometimes stand up to it. But I worry about the lack of players we've got, and we we're we're, we're like 
we're half a squad at the minute. So, you know, we're, we're missing six, seven players. And even the young players, you would not, that you could have backup, you would not put in. Let's just, let's just cut to the chase and go for prediction league. Trev, you were talking, go on. You might as well give your prediction. What do you reckon? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to go 3-1 City. 3-1 City. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, the Mikes. Oh, God. Uh, I always think... You're going, aren't you, Mike? Which Arsenal. No, I was. I've double, I double booked myself. It's a friend's uh, birthday. We're off paintballing, so unfortunately I can't make it. But Copy hopefully we're going to uh, what? <laughs> well, the 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 uh, the squad went paintballing, didn't they? Um, oh, was it last yeah, week, yeah. some brilliant pictures came out with that score. Oh, that. I think we're going to lose three nil. Three nil. We're not even going to get one. Johnny, you know I, I'm kind of with Mike here. I don't actually think we'll we'll score. I think we'll we'll lose two or three nil. I think we're gonna they're gonna bounce back and kick us ass. Pick one. Three nil. Three nil. I've gone for three two. What win, Fergus? Uh, no, two City. Okay. Um, right. So the Arsenal ladies. Um, Arsenal played uh, Reading and we beat Reading three nil. Medima, Little, and McCabe all scored. Medima scoring on the second minute. And she set a new women's Super League record on Sunday um, by scoring 16 goals in a single season. And we're only at January. Uh, we dominated the first half. And uh, on the stroke of halftime, we're handed a golden opportunity to double the advantage. But we fluffed our lines. In the second half, um, we continued to spurn our chances. We had several chances. Um, with Medima and McCabe coming close. But thanks to impressive substitution... Uh, DVD, Danielle Devonk, uh, Danielle Vanderdonk. Vanderdonk, thank you, uh, and Kim Little uh, handed the opportunity to seal the points. Uh, we had a penalty on the 81st minute. We're the better team throughout, um, with less than a minute rem remaining. McCabe uh, scored the third, rounding um, rounding off a stunning with a stunning long range shot. A shot, sorry, um, I've done quite well so far. Um, Crawley Wasps are our next fixture, and that's on Sunday at three o'clock. So, you could watch the first half of the ladies on BT Sport, and then go into um, the uh, City game. Boys, uh, general roundup, Gouda debate. Uh, Trevor, did you have anything that? in particular, that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, well, I think that uh, we should pay respect to the uh, to them with the empty trophy cabinet out the road, you know, and just mention their last couple of games in the different cups, you know. Um, I think it's only fair we mention them. Um, they've put the pressure on. They've done well. Um, just if any Tottenham fans are listening, if you can let me know when the DVD's coming out... Uh, I'll be over the moon and I won't buy it. Thank you. <laughs> Lucky boys. Oh, I've got an update on their stadium, by the way. I've got some insider knowledge. Is it still true? Uh, well, they forgot, and this is a big thing, they forgot to pour uh, a foundation slab 
that is it's absolutely massive and they overlooked it for months and months and months and this thing is going to take months to actually go off um so <laughs> it's a massive massive fuck up my Jesus, my boss went, that, was over there massive that is slab bad considering that was... it's a foundation slab like you just said that is a huge fuck up yeah yeah johnny don't that's take a contract to get sacked i can't believe that johnny I can't believe it. How, how can you forget to lay a foundation stone and build on top of something? No, this is part of, part of the outer part. It's part of the outer complex. But at the end of the day, this this is a big thing they're supposed to be building on and they completely forgot to do it. And uh, and there was a big meeting about it at the site and basically everybody who doesn't support Tottenham is laughing their arse off. I told you um, uh, yesterday, I, I drove past the ground uh, yesterday. It is miles from being finished, isn't it? Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Shame. Oh, mm. well. Uh, oh, well, what a shame. Never mind. So, so being out of two cups as well is just like so funny. Well, if you include Son, it's three. He's out of the Asia <laughs> Cup. <laughs> I mean, is that right? What well, I, I think it's right. I, I don't know the facts exactly, but they've... Them, that lot, that mob up the road have now lost their last eight semi-finals. I heard. I well, Viag- Viagra are going to be a new sponsor for them, apparently. <laughs> I heard just, this. Yeah, yeah, just to help them with the semi, isn't it? Yeah, just get them past the semi. Help <laughs> them to get past the semi. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you really should stop taking John's jokes. I swear to God. Honestly, it's not John's jokes. And, honestly, and, do, it's and not. do you know what's going to happen after this podcast? Someone's going to listen to this podcast, right? And they're going to message me and say, "Oh well, we're above you in the league. At least we're above you in the league." And 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 I just if that's that's all they ever hang on to in it, we're above you in the league. But just yeah. keep reminding just, them. Just just remind them in about four, forty-eight, forty-nine minutes. Go get a Viagra. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and old man Trev, old man Trev is fifty-six, not far off for fifty-seven. And if we I don't a, know what to, we do not it, know what to know your prowess. Listen, <laughs> if I was a Spurs fan, I still wouldn't have seen my team win the no, league. I know it's embarrassing. I know. Bad. I know. How can they call themselves a top club? <laughs> get down in the championship where you belong. I remember that as well. I remember did, him going did, down that did, year. Oh, did any of you see Simon Jordan's rant on talk shite? Yes. Or about the uh, the the Tottenham loving. Uh, well, actually, since we've gone from a piss taking off uh, of them, BBC uh, were slagging us off on uh, six or six about how defensively shit we are. Uh, you got talk shite going on with Simon Jordan saying Arsenal are on the verge of being a, a has-been team. <sighs> Discuss. Well, you've hit the nail on the head. It was someone that talks shite, talking shite, on talk shite, wasn't it? I mean, what right has that bloke Jordan got to talk about anybody? You know, by his own admission on that interview. He got stitched up by the Arsenal a couple of times when we sold him some dodgy players. And he laughed about it and said I got ripped off. So I reckon it's just a bit of sour grapes on his behalf, to be honest. I don't, I don't make him. you wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I don't make you wrong. Uh, although I do like hearing Simon Jordan's insight into 
football to a certain degree. But I do imagine that some of that is quite theatrical. And if he really was in the inner circle of football, um, he'd still be in there and he wouldn't be on talk sports. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't know. They have that fucking idiot goes on who rants all the time, don't they, on talk shite? So. Which can't one? be that good of a show. Which one? Oh, I can't remember his fucking name. The one who always talks about Listen, I can. I can. The one who always talks about, about Arsenal and his Mrs. Sportsman. Yeah, Durrant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Adrian Durrant. Yeah. yeah. I tell you who's Stephen. the biggest. Stephen. I tell you who's the biggest t- uh, shite talker. I don't know. Even I don't even know what radio program he's on. Is that Chris Sutton? He stirs me up. Oh yeah, he's on what? six. Seven, he's on. He's what on six or six. You, you know what it is, Trev. With him. It, it, He's quite negative in everything he talks about, no matter who who he's talking about, even if he likes them, and his tone of voice as well. It's just difficult. Um, I used to do a lot of running a couple of uh, a couple of years back, and I listened to, listen to a lot of six or sixes as running. And when um, uh, uh, Sutton was on, my times used to drop because he's just so miserable and so dour. Un- unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, you went running, did you? Yeah. Oh, right. Has it been a there while? There was a pasty at the end of the run. <laughs> Fucking Greg's. <laughs> it was running to Greg's before it closed. <laughs> We're all doing the park run and Fergus is doing the Greg's run. <laughs> my, my, myself and my friend Gary Wilkins, who may or may not listen to this podcast, we raised over £8,000 for uh, muscular dystrophy, which was Jack Wiltshire's... Um, uh, chosen charity as well um, and in the year of 2017 I ran 1,000 kilometres in a year um, so doesn't doesn't sound huge to people who are really good runners but you guys have seen me I'm a normal bloke I carry a bit of poundage uh, and 83 kilometres was about 60 miles a month you fucking do it. Fit the time yeah. in. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind the time, yeah. I don't mind admitting, mate. I don't do that. No, I haven't. I haven't ran last year. I intended running this year. Stuff's happened. Uh, my knees are fucked as well. So I need to look at some other reason because uh, I need to wear off the beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, looking at other games, the only game I we type of touched on Newcastle versus uh, Man City. Um, they had a goal disallowed Man City because they didn't play to the whistle. It was great. It was it for me. It felt a little bit of um, justice from back when Van Persie in Barcelona about the whistle and all that sort of stuff. You know, with the uh, kicking the ball out and mm. yeah. So that felt uh, quite cathartic for me. But Fulham two 0 down. We all think they're dead and buried. And they got back. booed off at half time as well. Yeah. Oh, did you hear the boos at the Arsenal at half time? No, no. Yeah, there was people. No. There was people booing. I'm, 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 I'm coming away. I'm on the edge of the North Bank, aren't I? I'm block five. So as you, mm. you move round, you, you're hearing them upstairs, and some of them were starting to boo. And I thought, like, you fucking dickheads. Too many tourists. That's but yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Never boo your team off. Um, you can, you can vent your anger and stuff like that, but you don't boo them off. You support your team. Yeah, because um, they could come back at two 0 down and then still win four two. So <laughs> well worth doing ex- a minute. Exactly. Exactly. Anything On more positive note? Are we going to uh, confirm what has broken in the last couple of hours? 
Oh, wind, definitely. I've had lots. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Great. Lovely. Well, this is going to put, for, this is going to put a downer on it, then, isn't it? Yes, we have signed Denis Suarez from Barcelona. Whoop, whoop. Actually, Suarez, I read an article that somebody put up about um, why Barcelona should keep Suarez. Uh, this is about this is just after Christmas. And uh, I think I think he's played with uh, Emery before at Sev- was it at Sevilla? Sevilla? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. played with. He was on loan at Sevilla when Emery was there in 2014-2015. I think this guy could be the right player we're looking for. He's a winger. He's a creative midfielder. He could take two or three positions up that we need filling. Uh, obviously, we have got other players that can fill uh, roles that he can't fill, but. He is the utilitarian player we need, and I'm looking forward to see it. We got him on loan till the end of the season, with an option of twenty to twenty-five million to buy him. But I think that is basically we're buying him at twenty-five million. They've Barcelona stuck an extra year on his contract to ensure well, they could up the only value. reason why Barcelona would let him go if he signed an extra year on his contract so they can get his market value. If yeah, extra value. Arsenal yeah, decided yeah. to take the option to buy. It's no obligation, it's just an option. So if he does turn out to be shite, we can send him back. Exactly, yeah. And we're in the market for the guy who... Was he at Real Madrid and went to China? Carrasco. Yeah, yeah. Carrasco. Yannick Carrasco. Yeah, yeah apparently there's talks going good? on, but there's not. it's just still early stages. Well, his family, are widely reported, have not been happy in China. And uh, it, it is a bit tied in with the Perisic deal because Perisic might go uh, over there, or he might go to Inter Milan. Yeah, it's, so it is kind I of don't know what. Yeah, that. it's there's three ways it can turn out. Can it? It can either I, I, Perisic I've, I've can heard... go to China, or Yannick Carrasco can go to Inter and then Perisic join us, and you know, I mean, vice versa, and all that. So there is. I heard Ozil could be tied up in that deal. No, you were hoping. You was hoping. No, 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 no. I heard Ozil could be tied up in the deal in the sense that it was Ozil to replace a swap with Perisic. I wouldn't be adverse to that, but it depends on you know whether it's the kind of profile player. If we got him, if we got Perisic, Carrasco, and Suarez, and got rid of Ozil, I think it would have been a good window. That was a good deal. Yeah, I agree. If we get all those three players, though, Johnny, and we've still got a shit defence, it makes no mm, difference. Am I the only person that's getting... I I know there's not many defenders about, right, and I take that on board this January and there's not many defenders about, but am I the only person that's slightly thinking, what the fuck are we doing signing another (laughs) tiny little midfield player when what I want to see is a great big lump of a scary bastard, excuse my language, being signed to to shore up and make our defence more sound? It's always, I think we're trying. Yeah, I think say, we're trying yeah. to hold on to the to the to the summer with for that. I think. I think yeah, you got to look and at that. Is, wing... I'm gonna say defenders in well, January are very very hard to come come by. Apart from, which mm. I don't get is we could have signed Benita instead of letting him go to Qatar. I think he only went for nine million, but apparently we have no money to spend. We've only can do loan deals. Which another thing I don't understand is, and I mentioned it earlier to a few of the other guys who come on Guns and Yellow Ribbons, is that we're paying all of Suarez's wages while he's on the loan. Yeah, but lo- loan wages don't matter. They don't They don't come into that category. That's why uh, yeah, we yeah. Oh, well, loaned it. 
No, yeah, they, they, they do a loan deal. Yeah, it may do not loan matter, but it's just it's just something to go on there, isn't it? It's like yeah, you know, I mean, maybe they do matter, maybe they don't. I don't, I don't know how it works with everything but, that we've no, talked because, about before. Because the liability, the liability for the wage lies with Barcelona still, even though yeah, they're we on have loan. To pay. I, I know, but the liability for the wage on the balance sheet is because they can recall them at whatever time, or we can reject them. There's all sorts of things that can happen, I think. Um, but ultimately, if we disappeared in the morning, he has got a contract with Barcelona, and he's a Barcelona player, mm-hmm. but he's on loan That's at Arsenal. So if we weren't here in the morning for some reason they'd still have to pay his wages. So, listen, enlighten me then, boys. Enlighten the old man, right? Contracts. Barcelona can lengthen Suarez's contract and, and then let us have him on loan with an option. What's happened with Ramsey then? Why have, and, and players before Ramsey, we've just let their contract... Is that just an Arsenal thing? Just let their contracts die and take the hit? You know, um, well, if you look, if you look to, um, if you look to De Gea, and if you look to who's the other one at um, Man United recently, um, Martial, Martial, yeah, they they put in their contracts recently that they've got a four year contract or five year contract, ten year contract, whatever they, the length of the contract is, and at the end of, end of the contract they've got an option to extend for a year, mm-hmm. and. If they won't take, because players are trying to do player power and take the big money like what Ramsey's doing, what Sanchez, and and the various take the big money, big wages and signing on, the, the, the clubs are going, well, no, we'll keep you for another year. And actually then <coughs> devalue somebody. If they're 28, they're worth something. If they're 29, all of a sudden their, their salary, is, salary is going down. So uh, with their future clubs. So it means that the, the, they have some sort of power saying well let us sell you and cash cash in a bit rather than uh rather than you stay here and, and go on a free or if you if not we'll keep you on for a year and you'll go for less well bear in mind we did actually do the did that make any year sense with uh, monreal yeah what have we exercised that this year this is the additional year now so he's out of contract in the summer now hmm. so nobody's talking about the fact that he can sign with other people now how because... old is Monreal then? 33? 32 32 yeah I thought he must be hmm. Ospina yeah. will be off Monreal yep. yeah. we've got a lot of wages to come off the, the books in the summer and I think it's going to free up a lot of uh, uh, of negotiating power with other players, getting new players in, and also I, more money coming in. The, in, in, the, in the I was I, I was just going to say, uh, maybe maybe this poverty claim and stuff that we're going on with at the minute, saying, um, you know, we only can take in on, on loan, and you get. Um, Simon Jordan come along saying, "Oh, they're on the precipice of being uh, in decline team, and uh, you know they're skint." I've seen uh, headlines of Arsenal are skint and stuff like that. We're not fucking skint. You got all the idiots on social media going like, you know, "Oh, Arsenal are this and Cronky needs to do this and Cronky's piling loads and loads of money into the Ram Stadium, which he's not, which we discussed before." There's an element of his wealth got into it, but I don't. I I doubt very much that is the Arsenal money. Um, but maybe that will do us some power in the summer when we've got rid of Czech, uh, 
Monreal, Espina, da, 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 all these 90, 100,000 uh, pounds a year, 50,000 uh, pounds, sorry, a week um, wages. And um, we've got the new sponsorship deals in. We should hopefully be in a position to to be powerful in the market but people think we're, we're skint so they'll actually you know they, they might roll over and let us tickle their belly rather than normally it's like oh it's Arsenal coming in for us we'll double the price you know are, talking of transfers right boys are we now at a stage where I don't know shoot me down where where we've got to start thinking as Arsenal fans are we just a mediocre side are we just a mediocre team in a Premier League Take, uh, Which goes back to my point about Ozil, who is he a world-class player, and are our team not good enough for him? That's right. But the point I was going to make, Fergus, right? If the, the, the four recent sidings, let me let me just take uh, Lacazette, Aubameyang, Torreira, and Guendouzi, right? Now, if Manchester United or Chelsea or Manchester City I'd have been in the running to get them players as well as us. How many of them would we have got? Or would those players have chosen to go to that other club that's maybe, I hate to say it, oh God, I hate to say it, the bigger club. I hope I'm wrong. But okay, I, okay, okay. Know, let's, let, let, let's make this even worse. If it was between Arsenal and Spurs, oh, who, would, who would those four go to? We take the emotion, if you've got no emotional tie to either, It'll be gut wrenching to say that you're prob- probably going into that new stadium and, so, and the and the manager and so on. <clears throat> probably slightly to Spurs. Champions yeah. League football. You see, Champions I football. That, exactly, exactly, Fergus. That's where I was heading, mate. That that that's. I think that's where we find ourselves now, and it's it, it's a vicious spiral. Liverpool got into that spiral, didn't they? They were brilliant, and they've not won anything. They've never won the Premier League because they got into that spiral. And ended up spending years finishing fifth, sixth, seventh, and and they it, they were stuck in that rut for like fifteen, twenty years, and it scares me that we're going to end up there because we're a better club than that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna state my case now in that we've got the back to where we were a couple of weeks ago. We've got the wrong owner. We've got the wrong owner. Do you remember we mentioned it, didn't we, about Man City? Trev. Trev. You know, oh, it fucking rolls me. Trev. Trev. What? What do we say at the outset? This was going to be upbeat, positive. Oh, you I'll need, bring it back you need to support. No, 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 no. Hang, hang on, Mike. Hang, 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 hang on, Mike. Hang on, Mike. Because we're going to close. Um, the, 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 it was to be upbeat. You've got to support me. You all hung me, you crowd of fuckers. But listen, we love the Arsenal, don't we? We do. I thought we'd been quite upbeat until that last bit. Yeah, it was you who dragged it down. I'm gonna right? try, oh, no. I was going to try and be upbeat. But go on, go on, go on, Mike. Go, uh, fight the final gonna, rescue. I'm just say, yeah, I'm just going to say, I'll, to counter everything that you've lot just said, because I didn't actually mention anything, I'm going to say this now. We're one point off the off the top four at this moment in time. Not only that, Manchester United exactly. and Liverpool and Chelsea have all dropped in time. Manchester United signed Paul Pogba at 90 million without being in the Champions League. Right? And a player like that, would, would you would expect, especially being at Juventus, would expect to be playing Champions League football. I think he was there. I think they didn't do it for two years while he was there. Not only that, they had other Correct. players as well. So I'm just going to say, no, it's not not doable 
I think it is can be doable. I just think at this moment in time, I think we need a bit of time, and I think we'll find out in the summer of where we are and who we are can who we can be. That's better. Thank See, you, Trev. I'm going to counter it. You just have to stick it out to the summer. I think, stick yeah, it stick summer. it out to the summer to see where it goes. Because like we've just said, we're going to have a lot of a wage bill. We're going to have more of a wage bill and more of a transfer fund in the summer with the new sponsorship deals. So I think we should just hold out this year. Expect to try and keep into the, you know I mean, top six, preferably. And then in the summer, I think it's going to be a start of a rebuild. Do we have our producer in in town at all for her no. traditional? No, no, no. She's quit. <laughs> I don't think she's forgiven you yet. <laughs> no, she's quit. <laughs> she fuck him. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> listen, listen. We're looking for a producer. Um, so anybody who's willing to uh, be in the background, go up the arse, is uh, more than welcome to apply. Uh, there is uh, strict criteria. Um, you got to be from Scunthorpe. Um, you got to be called Jay, and you got to be female. <laughs> Boys, <laughs> been a difficult, uh, tiring week, but I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed uh, company with you guys last night and company with you guys today. And I hope people listening have enjoyed uh, our company and our our conversation. Remember, this is uh, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. We're just lads. We're just. Well, we don't have a lady on here. We would have one on if they're more than welcome to come Not on. Not for the one to try, is it? Yeah, no, we fucking have tried. Listen. I did say to my missus what hap- what 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 Mike's wife Jay does, and she said to me, "I've never been in the same room as you while you're on that podcast." <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, you know what? You know what? The really funny thing is, my wife is downstairs with some friends. I've, I've just lowered my voice for the first time in one hour and nine minutes. Um, my wife is downstairs and uh, she's got some friends in doing all this holistic shit and meditating and everything else. And I'm standing up and going, and laughing just like that. I just realised how, la- how loud I was laughing. Listen, boys, we need to stop it here. It has been fantastic. As always, up the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Up the Arsenal.